Hey, 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 hey. I liked it last week, so I'm doing it again. And I mean, who knows? It may become a recurring thing. But greetings and salutations from the Hill Turn Podcast. It is I, the one and only. I'm 100% genuine, so you know I'm not a phony. Devilly Crimes Jr., and I'm coming back around town with another. NXT 2.0 review, and we start off with Zoe Stark, who returned last week from injury to win the Battle Royal to become the new number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. And she gave a promo about her journey coming back from her injury, and she got interrupted by Cora J, who then got interrupted by Toxic Attraction because nobody's trying to hear what anybody got to say. That's how we start. But tonight, we're not getting Mandy versus Zoe. We're getting Gigi Dolan versus Zoe Star because Gigi said she was going to put Zoe back on the shelf. And all of her dreams of becoming a champion is just going to remain a dream. And somebody who wasn't dreaming was Grayson Waller because he just came out of nowhere just frying everybody for no reason, especially those watching at home, saying they lame, they pathetic. That's why they don't get followed back on IG. And he wasn't talking about me. I don't fit them accusations. That's all I'm going to say. But we didn't have to worry about all that because Wes Lee was going to handle that because he was taking on Grayson Waller. And this match, it was zesty. There we go. I'm going to use that. I ain't never used that one before, but it's perfect for this match. It was pretty back and forth. Wes Lee was going to wrap it up from the, top, uh, from the top rope, but Grayson Waller hit the kip-up button, and he just popped out of nowhere and shoved him off, and he landed on the floor. And, you know, he's struggling to get in. And all Grayson Waller was doing was counting with the referee. Like, he was just, you know, counting with him. And he got all offended. And now the referee got his back turned because he fussing. And this dude that was in the crowd had these boxing gloves on, just leaned over and went, me, right in the back of Wesley's neck. And, I mean, the boxing gloves gave it away. We know it was Trick Williams. Obviously, they still got issues. And Wesley struggled still to get in the ring. He got in, like, like 9.5 seconds. But Grayson Waller hit his rolling stunner, and that's how he got the pin for the win. And, I mean, that's fine. It don't make Grayson Waller look like a little, you know, wimp. Like, oh, he couldn't even just finish him off, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it's fine because Wesley and Trick Williams, they got unfinished business. And somebody who else has unfinished business is Zion Quinn and Apollo Crews. Apparently, they have a finished business. I'm going to say it like that. This match, it wasn't crazy. It wasn't nothing really special about it. And it was short. Apollo was able to hit Zion with a spine buster, and that led into a no backstabber, which led into a spine buster. And that was it. Like I said, I mean, they had a little back and forth leading up to this match. I thought they might have tried to squeeze a bit more out of this entire thing, but no. Just a regular old match. And another regular old match, unfortunately, was Gigi Dolan going against Zoe Stark. Because, I mean, it wasn't long. It wasn't long at all. And... Zoe Stark was able to hit her with, like, this flipping facebreaker. 
for the win, and that was it. And Toxic Attraction, they tried to jump her at the end, but she was able to, you know, kind of fend them off. But then she was like, whew, it almost had me. And she got whacked with a kendo stick by Cora Jade, who got chased away by her friend that she backstabbed a few weeks ago, Roxanne Perez. And that was that. I mean, there's a whole lot of unfinished business everywhere. But something I'm hoping that's finished is Wendy Chu's whole, you know, pajama thing, you know, with all the pillows and stuff. It was fine when it started, but it's getting old. But she was having nightmares. I'm going to say it exactly the way I saw it. She was having nightmares of getting whooped by Tiffany Stratton all this time. She just couldn't take it, couldn't shake it. And she woke up, <laughs> you know, from the dream. And she had, like, this serious tone and everything. Like, she went all giggly and stuff. And she was like, Tiffany, next time you see me, it's not going to be pretty. Um, you know, it's going to be something different. And I'm hoping that's the case because, like I said, the whole pajama thing, you know, I'm always sleepy. All that stuff, I mean, it's fun for the start. But it's not gonna it's not gonna have a long run in it. It's not. Even when she was going against Mandy for the championship, like you just couldn't see them just going through with that with the current presentation. I like, that's not on her, that's just the presentation. So that's why we're heading in another direction. So I'm hoping that works out. But something that didn't work out was JD McDonough sitting in the crowd because he got on everybody neck about everything. Even this dude wearing a brown breaker shirt, he was talking about him like, you know, you may choke on that popcorn and die. I'm just saying. And I'm like, dang, man, chill. Then he started messing with the timekeeper. Then he started messing with Wade Barrett and Vic Joseph talking about his soft bones. That's what he said. And all I'm going to get from that is that he needs some milk. But then he called out the NXT champion, Braun Breaker, and he came out because, I mean, why not? Why would he be scared? And he said, you know, Braun Breaker said, we're going to have a match in a few weeks at NXT Heat Wave, and you're not going to like it. And then JD headbutted him, but then Braun Breaker headbutted him back, and he had JD, he had Buddy leaking. He was bleeding. Just a little bit of blood. It wasn't gruesome, but you get the picture. But he tasted his blood, and he started smiling. I was just like, man, JD, man, you sick freak. I had to try to do it like The Rock used to do. But yeah, that was that. You know, just, you know, all this animosity. You know, I'm headbutt you, headbutt me, oh, I'm bleeding. It was just what it was. Well, we got the Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer, Alondra Blaze backstage. Also known as Medusa, who I mentioned last week. Who, taught, who put her women's championship in the trash on Nitro back in 1997. And she was saying, you know, when she did that, you know, it took a long time to get a new women's champion. But this time, after what Corey J did with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, it's not going to happen. We're going to get a new tag team champion, new tag team champions next week in a four-way. And, I mean, I didn't expect it. I mean, it was cool. I mean... If we actually get, you know, the actual match, you know, I'm just saying. I know we're going to get it. I'm just a little salty still, if you know, you know. But somebody else who was salty was Giovanni Vinci when Chase University parked their bus in front of his car last week. And now we getting the match out of it. Andre Chase taking on Giovanni Vinci. And they actually went to the distance with this match. I'm going to be honest. And Giovanni, he, he snapped the Chase U flag over his knee. And I thought Andre Trapes was going to have the win after that one because it's like as soon as somebody even do something to that flag, he just turned into Super Cena. And you just can't stop him. But all of that wasn't enough because Giovanni was able to hit that set out last ride for the win. And like I said, I mean, it was longer than I thought it would be. Like, it was actually not a bad match. It's just how we got it. 
that's the thing. They'll have, like, really decent matches, but it's, like, because this man, you know, bumped into him, and his elbow was ashy, so he didn't like that, and now we got a banger out of it. Like, not a banger, but we got a decent match out of it. But the same story, I mean, the same kind of formula hits next because Ariana Grace was complaining about how she got eliminated last week by Indy Hartwell because, you know, I mean, that's how battle royals work, right? But she was one of those people I was talking about that would eliminate somebody and then they have a whole picnic and a parade and all that stuff on the apron. Like they can't just get pushed off and be eliminated. And that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, the whole reasoning is stupid. I'm going to be honest. But she took on Indy Hartwell. And this match, it was okay. I mean, it was, wasn't was long, but it wasn't horrible either. Ariana Grace was trying to go for a pin and she put her leg on the rope. But the referee saw it because I guess he can see and she was all like, man, you tripping, you know, you seeing stuff. I wasn't doing that. And then she got hit with a big boot by Indy. And that was all she wrote. Like I said, another just solid match with nothing really much to chew on. But we about to chew on this main event because we saw the D'Angelo family taking on the Diamond Mine. Because last week, the D'Angelo family jumped the Creed Brothers last week because they just can, I guess. And I don't know why I said last week twice, but it's all about family. Just like in Fast and the Furious. But this was a typical eight-man tag team match. But one thing I did love was Brutus Creed. He went for that Brutus bomb that, like, Cannonball movie does from the top rope. But this time he did it off the apron. And what makes it even better, he did it at least on four people. And I'm not trying to even make fun of, like, I'm not trying to make fun of, like, the whole move. Like, it's cool. I just, I'm just excited because he finally has a safer way to do it. Because I've seen this man go from the top rope outside to the floor trying to do this move on just like barely two people and i mean going that way buddy was going to end up like spongebob eventually you know if you know you know you remember the episode you know but tony d'angelo was able to hit a fisherman neck breaker on julius creed for the win and i didn't think they was gonna pin one half of the nxt tag team champions i thought maybe damon kemp would get the pin or something just because you know just the picture and it's no offense to him but I just didn't see that. But, I mean, if to, they're still going to have Tony D'Angelo poised as this threat, possibly to the singles division, then that's fine. If that's the case. But if not, then what was the point? You could have just easily probably pinned Damian Kemp, and it's fine. I mean, he's still trying to get his footing. But this entire episode was trying to get his footing, and it just never did. You know, it wasn't horrible, but it just didn't have no real spark to it. You know, it was just okay. You know, we're not looking for just okay, though, right? That's We want more than that. You know, we expect more than that. Just like you're going to expect greatness from Izzy's AEW Dynamite review coming to you tomorrow. And that's exactly what you're going to get. I promised it and he will deliver because that's how this works, right? And that's all been from me, Devin Lee Crimes Jr. And I'll catch you guys next time. I am on the Hill Turn Podcast. So until then, everybody be safe, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.
Want to join in on the conversation? Send in your thoughts, comments, and opinions to the Heel Turn Hotline at 219-230-HEEL. 